Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 335, Rebranding. This morning, Matt and I get together and talk about rebranding. Matt is checking out the waters, and I went through a rebranding process with my studio uh, about a year and a half ago or so. So we discuss our experiences and insight into the rebranding process. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Good morning, Doug. Hey, good morning. <laughs> How's it going? It's going excellent. I like your, uh, I like your shirt. Oh, thank you. Thank Boy. you. I like this one, too. Talk about cutting it close. Did you? Did you cut it close? <laughs> um, I literally just uploaded last week's file and yeah. got out here and... Not my fault. No, <laughs> no, I know it's not your fault. I thought I did it. It was on my calendar. No excuse. Just a weird week. Anyway, what's up? <sighs> just, um, just waking up, man. Oh, um, same here. Really. I mean... I've I've got uh, like my day today doesn't end until tomorrow. Oh, same, <laughs> so. yeah. We're leaving for Santa Barbara in less than two hours, and the car is not packed, and um, and we won't be home until probably midnight. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll probably roll in about three a.m. tomorrow morning. So <laughs> it's gonna be brutal. <laughs> be fun though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a gig about hour and 45 minutes away oh it's that far away oh wow yeah Oof, those late night drives man i know it's... oh you know what i just bought i gotta i'll let you know how they work out i bought um some yellow um glasses like some night vision you know for night driving oh really yeah you know because um headlights really bug me at night now oncoming headlights that cut the glare down you think yeah yeah they're, they're polarized and, and yellow so they should cut the glare down pretty well I'll find out tonight. <laughs> yeah, usually the experience is like, you know, hitting the road and then every mile marker is like a um, uh, motivation to get to the next mile mm. marker. Right, and, right. You know, okay, I'm, I'm one mile closer. <laughs> so, uh, like making it across the Antarctic. Yeah. So what's, uh, what are we talking about this week, Doug? Well, I, I had noticed that uh, it looked like you were going uh, through a little bit of uh, uh, rebranding. Oh um, yeah, I'm trying something out. So, and I and I thought, you know, I, I went through a rebrand last year. Um, That's right, you did. And it, it's not without pain. You know, there's like so many things to think about, and I was just wondering, you know, how, how far are you going with it? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. No. Um, one of the things that I've done is, um, well, I've had my, I've had my business name that I I've had for over 10 years now, uh, Ragged Birds Music, which I started as a publishing company to publish Mojo's Army music, um, so that it was a legit business and that I could use it for tax purposes, et cetera, et cetera. And as an, as a publishing entity, but, um, it's evolved to the point where, um, I've kind of repurposed it, repurposed it until now. Ragged Birds Music is an umbrella, and underneath Ragged Birds Music is Matt Denton Voice Services, 
and um, my own uh, mixing and mastering and production services. And so I um, recently, because uh, uh, Moja's Army, the music project is kind of on hiatus right now, and I'm concentrated on production. I have just as a as a test, I've changed my Twitter handle, which is where I hang out a lot, to um, Mojo Productions, just to see just to see if that feels more in alignment with uh, how I'm presenting myself on there lately as uh, somebody who produces music and voice and does uh, some voiceover work, um, because that seems to be the audience I talk to most frequently, and I, they don't really know me from my music necessarily; they know me more from my producer side. So. I'm trying that out and seeing seeing how it works out. I don't really have any yeah, feedback cool. on it yet. Yeah. Um, is uh, Ragged Birds Music an LLC? It is not. It's a sole proprietorship because in California, it costs a fair amount of money to become an LLC. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm yeah. not bringing it enough to make that be uh, uh, painless. <laughs> so. Yeah, because the structure you were just talking about where it's a, kind of an umbrella yeah. Would, uh, uh, would be a fit for um, sure. like having an LLC parent company. I, I plan to do that eventually. I actually do, yeah. It's not too bad in Illinois. It was really, it, it, years ago when I was, it, you know, it was really cheap in Oregon to be an LLC. I don't hmm. remember, um, or I would have no idea what that is now. Yeah. But it uh, seems like it was like, well, it was like 50 bucks then, you know, to become an LLC. So that was like, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, I honestly um, think it should be tiered. So like if you have X number of employees, it should cost this much to be an LLC. And if you have this much to this much employees, yeah. it should cost this much more. Well, there's, you know, for single member LLCs, you know, which is basically what, what we'd be doing. Right. So, um, I haven't gone an LLC um, for the studio, but I think it's something that you kind of uh, look at how big is your business. Right. I had actually been con, uh, consulted with uh, a really fantastic uh, accountant that I used to have, and uh, she recommended like if if you were had getting revenues above uh, you know like a hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand annually, mm-hmm. then getting an LLC for uh, separation of liability of your right. of your of your personal assets from the business then would be. Um, a good idea. That'd be a good threshold area to start. So I got a ways to go is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and I don't really, I just took what she told me as gospel basically, you know, and I I don't really know. It it just seems reasonable though. You know, if you've got that much in revenues, then you kind of can equate that to that's probably how much you have in liabilities, you know, right. Uh, You know, for, whatever reason, you know, for, for uh, legality. And, uh, you know, so at what point are you comfortable um, or at, rather at what point do you become uncomfortable with your exposure to personal liability? Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's a good question. So LLC stands for limited liability corporation. And what it does is it changes your, your business into an, a person like entity from a legal standpoint. So um, for us in our little studios where we don't have actual people coming in, um, your, your liability is probably more like intellectual property related stuff. If you're like in a, if you have a full music studio where you have musicians coming in and somebody could trip and fall and break their arm on your 
crooked step and they can sue you and you could potentially lose your house or your studio, that's when you need to start worrying about stuff like that, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, agreed. You know, um, you know, in our in our side though, if you if you begin doing like becoming a label, um, yeah. and you know, or representing artists or whatever, you've uh, become open to liability for copyright. Oh, you know. Yeah. So, for example, if uh, if an artist that uh, you represent or uh, you are a label for, uh, you know, and you are publishing the that music, um, you're responsible for determining if that music. Uh, in, uh, encroaches on any existing copyrighted music. Oh, that's so, interesting. Uh, you know, so you, then you're, you know, so you're responsible for like trying to figure out if, uh, that artist's music, uh, ha- is using any, any of the, like the same melodies, uh, samples or things like that, that could potentially, um, be, uh, a, a legal problem for you. Yeah. That's um, a good point. I would considered turning Ragged Bird's music into a label, um, at various points. And that's something that I hadn't really thought about too much, but that's good to think about. Yeah. And I think at that point, even if you weren't uh, uh, bringing in, you know, six-figure revenues as a label, yeah, you've taken on six-figure or more yeah. liability, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, at, at, at which point being an LLC with a label, I think would be, uh, you know, at a minimum, uh, if not, you know, some other type of corporation, whatever makes sense, because there's different tax ramifications to, yeah. um, you know, for income tax and stuff like that. Or like yeah, a I think mi- that's really a good, a good point. So yeah, take a look at what your business actually does and what kind of exposure to, you know, liability or lawsuits and things like that, that you actually have. But, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of branding, I see you now have a lava lamp in your corner. There. I do. Isn't it awesome? Uh, I didn't, uh, get it on early enough to where it's uh, melted the wax and is that blue being... and white or blue and yellow? It's blue and white. Okay, mine's blue and yellow. It's funny. Oh. Um, <laughs> I thought you had one because here's the funny thing. So I thought that I thought that I was cool and unique when I had mine until I saw Dave Pensato had one, and then I saw everybody had one. It seems to be like a like a common studio <laughs> fixture. And what's funny is the one that I have I've had for like 24 years because I bought it as a nightlight for our first kid he's 24 and a half now so i really have had it that long and i just thought it was you know a cool thing to have in the studio except on hot days because it actually generates a, more heat than it generates light um but it's yeah it's, it's just it's such a cool creative vibe i think that's why people like to it, have them in the studio. it is I, I i you know when i have my studio lights on my wall lamps um mm-hmm. it's basically like a an operating room in here, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really bright, <laughs> you know, that's funny. And, um, and, and that's fine because that helps me read stuff, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, uh, but there's the whole vibe thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to, I actually just, uh, coming tomorrow, I've got some, uh, led strip lights. Oh, sweet. And those are going to go behind my, uh, panels on the, on the front wall here. Oh, I look forward to and, seeing that. And then I'm hoping that a lot of the time I can just go with that nice, the ambient lighting yeah. and, uh, and turn these wall lamps off. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, the work I'm doing isn't audio. It's, um, it's doing, working on metadata and, and right. documentation and stuff like that, where I really, uh, light helps me out a lot with that. But, uh, but for the times where I'm actually working with music, I think I really want to, uh, get into a, 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 a cooler lighting vibe and 
you know, I think that'll be um, fun. You know, the whole experience of yeah of uh, sitting in the studio will be improved for me. So I have the opposite issue. I only have ambient light, and it's just like I'm. Sometimes I have to put on my uh, phone flashlight to find stuff. In fact, that's why I just bought these new um, red earbuds because I everything's black on this side of the room. I kept not being able to find my earbuds. <laughs> I'm they? like, where, where are they? Everything's black on black on black. Yeah. So I had to get new ones anyway. And I'm like, I'm just going to get some that I can actually find. <laughs> but yeah, my, my lava lamp here, it's the first one I've ever had. Oh, okay. um, uh, when I was a kid, we had lava lamp, but um, I, who knows where that went? Um, uh, oh gosh, man, we had lava lamps and, and we had black lights and we had, uh, uh, beads hanging down. Oh yeah, we you know, had that too. Uh, through the yeah. doorways. I just and, had a and flashback. <laughs> Did you yeah. have like um felt black felt posters too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, to go with the black light, uh, we had a, a a game room in our basement that was oh, wall nice. to wall carpeting. Um, oh sweet. Was and, it was uh, it avocado green? No, no, it wasn't. As I remember, it was sort of orange and oh, okay, and black and red and and. Man, the 70s were just a different time, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good times, though. But, yeah, anyway. yeah, And, and you know, that uh, um, that 70s show is like, you know, that that yeah. was like our basement. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, that's kind um, of a vibe. That's a brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, I think it'll be be nice to you know, kind of tone it down lighting wise in here a little bit. Um, yeah. I like that idea. Like I don't have, I don't have any lights on in here right now other than my, uh, light that I use for recording video and, oh, same. um, and the lava lamp and that's it. So, you know, a little yeah, light lava lamps are funny way. how they take a while to warm up, but, um, yeah, it's like two or three hours. I've, <laughs> it takes a while depending yeah. on how cold the room is. Um, wait, what was I about to say? Oh, uh, talking about your, your lighting setup. The device I was trying to remember the other day was called, it's called a stream deck and they come oh, in a yeah. small size and a medium size. And they have just like these programmable buttons that you can basically tell to do anything. So maybe that a small one of those is something you could use to program your lights. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The, uh, everything I've got is, uh, I, I use Alexa in our home. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so I can program, uh, uh, scenes and routines and and oh, stuff smart. like that. And I, I have a, a an echo over here. An echo I, dot. Yeah. I turn my studio amplifier on with a um, with the echo and uh, uh, my wall lights. You know, um, Alexa, turn on studio lights. And um, oh, that's you know, so that type of stuff. Cool. And <laughs> so uh, so I can. That's you know the. The LED strip lights I got are Wi-Fi enabled and work with uh, with the Echo, so uh, I should be able to do that. Nice, hopefully. But you know, anytime you know that that's all a big pain in the ass. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll probably just keep it simple and just have it turn on and off when I want it to, and and I'll group, I'll create a group because if I have lights across the room. They're not connected to each other. So, but but you can take the different devices and and put them into a group and. Okay. You know, so I could have uh, a group between my amplifier and my lighting here and just say, turn on the studio and then everything would turn on, you know. Um, yeah. But. Uh, studio yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, we've been working on smart house stuff, uh, um, you know, and I thought well, I'll just uh, we've already got it for uh, for our home. So I thought I would uh, uh, incorporate it into the studio, too, for 
for things because you know if I'm I don't like to leave my um, that amplifier on. Oh right. Uh, uh, and so when I when I when I turn it off, it doesn't actually turn the power off. It goes into a standby mode. Mm-hmm. Um, that amplifier has a standby, and uh, but that uh, that preserves the life of the um, uh, of this the component this type sure. of amplifier. Now, hey, interesting. If you want to simplify, you could just get the clapper. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I, I I wonder why you couldn't do that with Alexa. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Food for thought. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Sorry, I interrupted your train yeah. of thought. You were say something about the studio. <laughs> Gone. Um, well, let's talk anyway. about your rebranding. So, what were your experience rebranding? So, I know you went. I know you have a new. You had a new logo. I don't yeah, remember so, what all well, else my, you my did. company used to be, uh, name used to be Resonance, just by oh, itself. That's right. And, uh, you know, when I, when I formed, I was doing a couple different things. I was actually, um, I was actually uh, manufacturing uh, isolation platforms oh, right. for studio monitors. That's right. And, I, and then I was doing audio mixing and a little bit of mastering, but. Um, and some in-studio musicians too, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was having uh, um, uh, artists come and record here and things like that. And mm-hmm. um, I decided to get out of the manufacturing thing. I decided to get out of, I already had the website, you know, and everything mm-hmm. set up for that. And I was like, well, I'm just going to continue on. And um, and then I transitioned out of doing recording and mixing. And you remember, because I was like, you know, I'm yeah. going to focus. Um right. And one of the things that that was the impetus for that is is that in my life experience in business is that the more that I try to be diversified, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the the worse my businesses have done. And the more that I have focused and been really uh, specific in the area that I work in, the better my businesses have done. <laughs> So, and I don't know if, you know, if that's just something across the board, maybe it's just something, it's me, you know, no matter where you go, there you are kind of thing. But, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, um, I find that th- that's been my experience and, and, and then it's also about what's your passion and, right. um, you know, and, and mastering, you know, really was, was what I identified as, as I really want to focus on this. So, um, you know, at that time I, you know, so I changed to resonance mastering. All right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that was a, a way to transition. I could, you know, I could have gone with Douglas Reynolds mastering or something like that, you know, but you know, I had, I had all this infrastructure already set up with resonance right. in it. And I thought the transition on branding would be better if I kept that and just, you know, incorporated mastering into it to provide the, um, the specific focus that, uh, that, that I'm about. Mm-hmm. So that, but that, what that entailed was a new logo and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, updating, you know, invoices and, oh, and yeah. quotes and, uh, websites, um, websites and, uh, including domain name. Sure. Uh, I remember you know, that my old domain, domain name still active and it, but it, it, uh, forwards to my mm-hmm. new domain, uh, all the emails, uh, addresses associated with that. You know, I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I definitely think that for anybody thinking about doing it, and one of the things I was curious about where you're at, you know, in, in your journey with it is is to really start thinking and, and, and listing those things that are tied to your old brand. 
mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. all of those things are going to need to be updated. You know, your your Twitter handles, your Instagram handles, your TikTok handles, your Facebook page. Uh, you know, there is an if you've been prolific in social yeah. media, you know, and your your marketing in your current brand, then anywhere that you've been prolific, you need to make that transition, you know, and each one is its own, like, set sure. of, uh, uh, of tasks in order to make the transition. So it's, it's not, it's not trivial. It's not trivial, you know? No. Um, and yeah, it's just not like change your name, but, um, you know, cause you want your brand to be consistent, uh, Right. You want to bring your audience along with you. And, and and that was another thing. I had found that my old brand uh, stuff wasn't consistent across platforms. And one of the oh. uh, limitations there is, is, is the name available everywhere? You know, yeah, that's uh, you know, because, you know, oh, this is great. I, I can get this website domain and it works in Instagram. I can't get the handle I want in uh, Twitter. And it may be because in what I ran into and, and I just accepted is that Twitter doesn't allow you to have or it has a character limit on on your mm-hmm. uh, on your on handle, handle. Yeah. you know, and and so like my you know resonance dash mastering um, is or underscore is um, uh, one character too long for Twitter, you know, <laughs> and sucks. then you know, and then someone uh, uh, someone else already had uh, my name on Facebook. You know, um, that's the problem that I had. I have, I'm consistent with Mojo's army across everything except for Facebook, because for some, some dude who was like a runner or something had Mojo's army as his, as his page. And I was like, well, why do you have this as your page? And it wasn't even active, but I couldn't use the name. So on, on, I think on, on Facebook, I think it's Mojo's army band. Uh, and uh, it just always bugged me because it's just a one site, but it wasn't worth the fight. And it certainly wasn't worth changing things for. So there's there's all those types of things that uh, that you need to um, be concerned with when you're when you're doing this. And yeah, so it's it's um, um, a lot of work. And I, and I wouldn't try to do it all at once. You know what? No, I, I made my transition and I just did pieces of it. You know, mm. um, what was that like? What was that? Uh, I can't remember when I did it. Was it? a year and a half ago or, uh, but you know, I, I, I spent that, like yeah. two or three months actually going through it, you know, and working on everything. So I don't, you know, I think that helps actually. I think if you, if you do the big bang, I think you throw everybody off. It's like when, like when you're talking to somebody on Twitter for a long time and even when they change their, their profile icon, sometimes it's just like, you don't even know who you're talking to anymore. And if they change yeah, their icon yeah. and they're handled at the same time, then you just don't even realize it's the same person. So I think doing it a little slowly and incrementally sometimes is better um, to bring people along with you because they can get used to the incremental changes. But if they wake up and you're a different entity, you know, it looks like the, your your favorite cafe got purchased by Starbucks, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you just, it throws you. So I think you know, that's okay to take I made time. announcements in all the different mm-hmm. platforms ahead of time. I sent out a, a you know, newsletter updates about oh, um, the rebranding, you know, to Let customers. Know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the customers that you haven't met yet are probably not as important in the rebrand as the customers that you already have. Um, and I make sure they understand, um, you know, what's going on and, mm-hmm. you know, that it, you'd, you're still the same person or whatever, you know, yeah. or, you know, maybe you are selling, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, and someone else is taking over your business. That's, you know, that's oh, true uh, too. a possibility, you know, in, in which case that kind of communication would be important too. Yeah, like I sometimes forget that um, the DIY music chat was actually a takeover from a, a chat that started first and wasn't doing very well. 
that was the home recording chat and had a confusing hashtag and um he just the guy who was running it just it kind of lost his passion for it and i took it over and decided to change the name and um and that was like six seven years ago but um yeah sometimes you sometimes it's good to change and realign because uh businesses evolve like people evolve and and you know passions evolve and you know your your focus evolves like like in your case yeah yeah because what i wanted to do was different than what i was had been doing you know yeah and so um i thought that that was a good reason to uh to really uh, do the rebrand and and try and, and it really bothered me that i d- i didn't have the the continuity all mm. across all the platforms to have uh my brand um, well, you probably in some cases didn't even realize that you didn't have continuity because some of the stuff that you were rebranding you hadn't looked at for a while or you didn't realize and i've you know i've made that uh had that scenario where you go to a site and you're like oh i didn't realize i never updated my logo here or I didn't realize I never updated my whatever avatar and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Profile pictures and, yeah, um, you know, not, not just the logo. There's a lot of other stuff that goes on there too. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, I didn't really worry about all my uh, um, past content that, you know, and so mm. uh, I don't know if nobody's looking at that anyway. Through and like remove content and stuff like that. Not, yeah. Not for me. It wasn't important. Um you know, I, it, it might be better uh, for the algorithms to 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 keep that content, you know, up. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Um, I never did either because I don't think people really look at that unless you're running for office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going through a divorce? <laughs> um, yeah, it's looking forward, not looking backward. Yep. Yeah, but anyway, that so I had just saw your. Uh, uh, your recent change and wondering if you're, you know, getting ready to transition. I don't know yet. I'm trying it on for size. We'll see where that, where that leads. Um, I'm definitely more focused on, uh, on production and mixing than I am on making music right now. Although I will get back to that at some point, but, uh, I don't want it to be confusing to the people that, that know me now and not know me from 10 years ago. You know what I mean? That was kind of the point of that. So yeah, I'll let you know how uh, how that progresses. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what I had on my mind. So. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we'll see, and I think that uh, all that stuff about LLC and and uh, sole proprietorship. I think that's an interesting topic to touch on too. Yeah, I can't talk much deeper about that kind of stuff, but that's well, we're not we're not legal experts or, <laughs> or tax advisors, so we probably shouldn't go too much deeper in there. But uh, yeah. it is a consideration. And I think that uh, I think that anybody who's a musician and selling merch and selling, you know, music is uh, should remember that they're a business person. And technically, if they don't register as anything and they're doing their all that stuff in their personal taxes, then they're technically a sole proprietorship. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe next time we could talk about um, uh, pedal boards. <laughs> There's a switch in topics. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> From taxes to pedal boards. Yeah. Because that's what you're going to spend your tax refund on. <laughs> New pedals. All right. Well, hey, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. I got to go shower and pack a van. All right, man. We'll have a good trip and <laughs> thanks. drive safe. Thanks. We'll talk to you when I get back. Everybody, thanks for joining us. We Peace. Will talk have to a great you week, next everyone. Week. All right. Yeah. Cheers. All right. Peace. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. 
Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. <laughs>